All right. Well, good morning, everybody. Isn't it a wonderful day to be in the house of the Lord? Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Uh, y'all bear with me today. I didn't get much sleep at all last night, so I feel like I'm almost like a walking zombie this morning. But I'm sure the Word of God always energizes me and, uh, uh, because it's so exciting to get up here and, and speak before you. And, uh, share what the Lord has on his heart to um, for for you through me. You know, I, I told somebody, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, that it's like the Holy Spirit is a, is the uh, ventriloquist, and I'm the dummy that he holds and speaks through. Uh, so that's what I have to do before, before you can get anything out of me. It's got to be the Holy Spirit speaking through me. If I try to do it on my own, I'll spit and sputter and nothing makes sense and uh, it just it just doesn't work for me like that. So I I've learned over the years to just just turn myself over completely to the Holy Spirit and just sit over here and just let let Him use me, just let Him speak through me and work my mouth or whatever He wants to say. And that's the way we have to be in our life. We have to give us this this is not the message, but we have to give ourselves to the Holy Spirit to use us fully and to speak through us and to do what He um, commands us not commands but urges us to do in His Spirit uh, and every. Our everyday lives and everything that we do, we have to rely upon Him. Um, all right, I'll stop preaching so I can preach. I'm going to start off in um, uh, Job chapter 1, verses 6 through 12. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. I'll give you just a second here to get turned over. Okay, verse 6. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan also came among them, and the Lord said to Satan, From where do you come? So Satan answered to the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth, and from walking back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and an upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil? So Satan answered the Lord and said, does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the works of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went out. From the presence of the Lord. Let's pray. Jesus, Lord God, we love you, God. We thank you for your word. We pray for the Holy Spirit to move today. Lord, in the service, Father God, and just use me as your uh, as your vessel today, Lord God, and just let this word uh, be exactly what you want spoken through me, Lord. Amen. So here, Satan is wanting to get to Job. Like, yeah, the only reason that Job so faithful to you is because you've got a hedge around him. You protect him. You won't let nothing stand against him. You won't even you won't test him a little bit because because you love this man. And uh, see, that's what that's what Satan tries to do to us. He wants to come into our lives and uh, he wants to test us and try us to stop serving him and to question and wonder why God is doing what he's doing. Yeah, it's in tight. Is that better? Okay. And so that's what Satan did. 
And um, so Job ended up losing over this. God took his hand off of him and let the devil do this. He lost three sons, three daughters, 3,000 camels, 7,000 sheep, 500 oxen, 500 donkey, and a very large household. You know what Job done? In chapter 1, verse 20 through 22. Then Job arose, tore his robe, and shaved his head, and fell to the ground and worshipped, and he said, Naked I came from a mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. In all this, Job did not sin nor charge God, charge God with wrong. See, God is always there. And we can't give up on God. That's what Job very easily could have done, and most of us would have done. We would have given up on, on God after all he allowed all this to happen to us. We would have denounced who he was in our lives, and uh, uh, we would have just walked away. A majority of us would have. Uh, after losing that much in our lives, um, men um, just turned completely away and uh, um, gone to a reclusive relationship with, with just um, doubting and crying and pitiful and feeling sorry for herself and turning to alcohol and booze and never getting out and being productive or doing anything again in their life. That's what we do. But Job wasn't like that. Now, in verse 40, Job, Job 42, verse 10 through 13. Now, there's a lot that goes on between chapter 1, verse 42. It would take weeks to go through to even try to highlight everything that happened in this. So, and the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Then all his brothers, all his sisters, and all those who had been acquaintances before came to him and ate food with him in his house. And they consoled him and comforted him for all the adversity that the Lord had brought him upon the earth. Each one gave him a piece of silver, each one a gold, a ring of gold. Now the Lord blessed the later days of Job more than uh, the beginning, for he had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, 1,000 female donkeys. He also had seven sons and three daughters. Also in there, the... After the first attempt that Satan had on destroying Job and showing that he was just just a man, and uh, uh, the devil goes back to Jesus again and says, "Let me try this. Let me let me touch his body." So God allows it, and He afflicts him with boils, painful boils from head to toe, where he couldn't couldn't even hardly walk and get around, but still. Job didn't give up on God because he still knew God was there for him and loved him. And um, it was just um, it was a mess that he was. And his friends that came up to him done nothing but tear him down. And he got uh, in arguments with them and with God, and it was just a mess. But in the end, God restored him to where he was before more than he had, twice as much. And 
So that's why I'm wanting to tell you, it ain't over till it's over, guys. Because he's going to be there for you. It may not be in, in when you want. I've got a verse in here later about his timing, but, but God's timing it is not always what we want to see. Uh, we can think that it will never, ever going to happen. And uh, so we just have to be faithful to God. And that's what Job was. And God restored him, even after it looked like it was over for Job. That was the end of the story of Job. He could have stopped the book right here and, and said that... Uh, and Job gave up after this and turned his back on God. And that could have been the end of the story. And we all could have still learned a great lesson from that. But, but the book didn't stop there. God had more to share upon this story about Job. About Job. Story. Uh, the, the good part is that in the end, God restored So we have to always remember that, that God will restore. Sometimes God, he gives us and he takes away, but he's always there for us. In the end. now in um, Hebrews chapter ten, verse twenty-three, it says, "Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful." The hold of uh, the confession of our hope is we confess Christ when we ask Him to come in our hearts and become a Christian, and and the. Feeling, not, not just the feeling, but the thing that happened to us in our life, the transformation that happened to us. God doesn't want us to forget that when it comes to things uh, uh, that could want to bring us down in our lives and things that make us want to waver and uh, uh, forget God and uh, turn our back on him. Uh, we still have to remember, uh, because uh, don't lose hope, stay faithful to God's promises. Because promise, God's promises are yes and amen promises something he's going to fulfill that promise it may not be in your timing it may not be when you want to be it might be at at a no when it's going to happen but if he promised you something if his word promises it in the bible it's a promise for eternity it's until he comes back for us so don't ever forget that we can always go back how awesome god was to us when he saved us and the joy and the love and the peace that we had in our life The devil brings against us. When life, unexpected things in life uh, come about us, we have a car wreck, we lose our home, a uh, house catches on fire, uh, uh, our children die, our parents die. No matter what the cause is, don't ever give up on God and blame it on him because he's not to blame. Things like that are just going to happen in our lives because it's part of the sin nature of man because when they uh, <clears throat> sinned in the garden, it changed everything. And God isn't, um, um, what did it, this is what I was wanting to say, what the word says. It rains on the just and the unjust. So it can rain on Christians. It can, this comes against us too, just like it does people that isn't saved. It isn't a, a perfect dividing line there where everybody that's Christ is, is going to have a perfect life. No problems at all whatsoever. And everybody on the other side is going to have all the problems and misery in their life. It's not like that. It's, e- it's an equal thing because of the sin nature of man in the world today that God is, uh, um, that he's working on. That's why he's working on us. So he's wanting to improve that. That's why it's so important for us to don't give up on God. Um, in a minute, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, but when I, the Holy Spirit starts speaking through me, I, I, can't, I can't stick to my, my uh, plan too much. But I've heard this over and over about 
people, mothers and, and, parents, and um, sons and uh, moms and dads praying for kids to get saved. And, and you hear over it, oh, they're still praying for me. I mean, the church, pray for my son that he'd get saved. And sometimes I've heard of people, it's 50 years later that their child actually gives saved. See, they could have given up on that ever happening in their life. They could have they said, well, it's never going to happen. It's just, we just, just, we'll just pray for his, his protection in his life, for God to, you know, to help him, but he just lost and we're going to lose our son to hell, our daughter to hell, our brother, our sister to hell. That we have to have the faith, have hope in Christ that, that this is going to happen because promises that these things will happen. So don't give up on God when, when your loved one is uh, out in the world doing things that, that aren't natural, the things that, that are tearing him down and the things that make him look bad and the things that are destroying his life and getting him close to encounters in his life and everything like that. Just don't give up on God. Keep, stay, pray, stay faithful in your prayer. Stay faithful to God. Talk to him. Get down on your knees and cry out to him. Beg him if you want to, but don't give up. We have to, somebody said one time, what's the best way to eat a mountain? And the uh, other person said, one bite at a time. Sometimes the way it is in our life. We have to just uh, nibble at things in people's lives and try, Lord, help them overcome this or help me overcome that. Um, Lord, I've got this problem with uh, with with anger. Lord, just... Uh, Lord, help me get rid of this anger in my life and just stay faithful to him and let God have his way in your life because that's what he's all about. He a way in your life. He wants you to follow him and all the goodness that he has for you in his life. Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 5. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart, saying, there was in a certain city a judge who did not hear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him, saying, Get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said to himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she was wary of me. She didn't give up on getting to get until she got what she wanted. She was aggravating. She was persistent. She was, um, she was in this man's face. And even though he didn't believe in God, he gave up and granted wish. Now we that believe in God, if he, if a man of this authority will give what this lady wanted, what will God do to us for us to, for the people that he loves? Just think, just think what he'll do for us. The possibilities are endless, guys. Uh, because let's don't ever get up and uh, and remember, like I said, it ain't over till it's over. Might the very last day of somebody's life, they might get saved. Um, I had a, people I know I've talked to that didn't give their hearts to Jesus until they was on their deathbed, but they got saved and went to heaven. That's the most important thing. Everything else that they'd done in their life up to then didn't matter. At that moment in life, when they gave their life to Jesus, they were with him in eternity. And that, some of those were the people that, that we have prayed 
where people have said, no, they'll never get saved in their life because they're too far gone. Nobody is ever too far gone. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Hallelujah. Ecclesiastes 3.1. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. What is the season in your life right now? Where are you at with God? What's going on with you? Are you walking with him? Are things not good in your life? You having troubles? Stresses? Financial problems? Looks like you're never going to be out of debt in your life. And, and we just get to a place where just, we just feel so bad and we basically give up and say we're going to be poor our whole lives and uh, some people say this is what god wants for me intends me to be is poor our whole lives god's never said anything like that he's good said he promised to give you what you need now it may take you a while to get it but i'll tell you what when you get it you're going to appreciate it you're going to appreciate what god does for you and you know it was truly god some way to meet your needs that you never thought that you was going to have, that unexpected check in the mail, uh, a, a relative that's left you money that you didn't even hardly know. God's got ways to bless us. God's got ways to, to pull us out of the, the situations that we're in in our lives that we think we've got the strength on our own to get out of because we don't. We don't have the strength to do things on our own. We've got all strength is in God and what he wants to do to us. He's the one that I've said this before preaching that he'll come down where you're at and pull you out of the mud, out of the ditch. He'll take you up on a high spot. He will clean you off, put you on some new white fresh clothes, and he'll say to the crowd, he's one of mine. I love him. and show you off. No matter how long you've been in the mire, how much you was, God is a God of love. Don't ever give up on God and his love. His love is endless. His God, uh, God's love is perfect in our lives. Uh, sometimes we don't realize that and we forget how perfect he is and how much and how much he loves us because we have these self what I call pity parties. We all have, have had our pity parties. And, you know, I've had my pity parties and probably every one of you have had a pity party. But but that's not God's plan for us. God's plan is to love us and to prosper us in his way, in his timing. So let's just remember that. We don't want to ever give up on God because it ain't over till it's over. Today's defeat will be tomorrow's victory in your life. Don't give up on God. Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. With all your heart, trust in God. Our understanding of things are swayed by the flesh. Our flesh doesn't talk nice sometimes our flesh doesn't um, understand the things of god now our spirit men understand the things of god because it's the spirit of god in us and so we don't we don't go by just what our understanding is because it's probably not in line with god we probably don't understand a lot of things because especially if you're not one that that reads and studies the bible there's a whole lot in life a whole lot of things and that God's trying to let us know we don't really understand because we don't know his word. Uh, so I encourage you to stay in God's word, get in God's word, and let God speak. God has a lot of the answers for you in your life that you can't figure out if you'll just find it in his word. 
and let God speak. Don't, don't give up on God. Search out his word uh, before you uh, have, have that pity party. Uh, uh, just, just think about him and think about his love for you. And uh, uh, just, don't let, just don't let the enemy get under your skin because he's so good at it. Look what he tried to do to Job, but it didn't work. It didn't work. God restored Job to above what he had when he started. Job was probably well, well known for his wealth. That, uh, man, this God is, uh, loves him, never, never going to have nothing wrong with him. He's going to be a rich man till the day he dies, and he's going to leave all his children, all of this, and they're going to prosper and, and, and everything. And this is going to continue generations and generations, the, the Job. But when everything happened to Job, there was like, wow, how could this have happened to this man? But tragedy can happen to all of us, but we can't give up on God. Now, this is my wife's favorite verse. James 1, 2. Her favorite verse is, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into a trial. Boy, did Job fall into a trial or what? What was your last trial that you went through, and how did you resolve it? Did you try to resolve it on your own, or did you turn to God? People that love God and prayer warriors and, and people that, uh, that you fellowship with and uh, pray for you. Uh, um, I know the enemy don't want, don't want people to hear this word, but, uh, but it is what it is. So, count it joy kind of hard to do ain't it to be joyful when when things aren't going good in your life in your household uh, and your your families your whole family's in just a terrible shape financially and 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 just sinfully and things that are going on in their lives that are just just depressing you and you just feel so bad that you don't know what to do you don't know who to turn to turn to god because he's the answer to everything He's the answer to all because he is our all in all. He is one. He is God. He loves us and he, he died for us. See, because it ain't over till it's over. God is always there. He's present with us constantly, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a week, a year. God is present with us. His Holy Spirit is in us to lead us and guide us. Look at Look at Daniel. No, don't like me today. I don't like you, the devil. Um, got thrown. Everybody expected to open up the gate and see a carcass laying there, just some bones left. But it wasn't over yet, because God intervened. God will do that in your life, and he wants to do that in your life. He wants to intervene for you. Look at this man. Daniel had so much faith going to the lion's den that it didn't really upset him at all. He didn't stress out about it. He didn't cry and beg and plead and don't throw me in there. I'm going to die. He went in knowing God's love for him and and the assurance that he had in God and the faith. Look at Jonah when he got swallowed by the whale. He thought he was a dead man. Just going to 
be food for the for the well or whatever the big fish was and uh, uh, just be part of his main diet, you know, that day. And But it wasn't over because God wasn't done with him yet. God was still in his life and God still had plans for him. See, that's a lot of things we we don't realize that God has a plan for us in our lives. And nothing can harm you, nothing can kill you or take you out of here you is completed now then he might take you home but not until you is completed guys so don't 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 worry about that because that's the way god works look at legion the man with all the demons chained up away from the the people in the city he would he would try to hurt himself and he would scream and yell and nobody would even get close to him uh um it looked like there was no hope for this man at all, but then Jesus come along. Said, demons get out of him. And they got into the pigs and run over the, the ocean and they all drown. God will do that for you. If, you. if you feel like you're chained up, uh, if you're in bondage to something else, or you're in uh, the devil's got you chained up, don't, because he just doesn't want to turn you loose, because he knows got a plan for you in his life and the devil's like well if i keep this person chained up in in their fear in any kind of bondage uh, uh their regrets in their lives or, or issues that they have if i keep this person chained up they will not be able to fulfill god's plan but you're going to fulfill it you're going to come out of it god himself will break those chains and set you free to be able to complete in you what he started like i preached last time God is there for you. And wow, just look at sin. Adam and Eve sinned, brought sin into the whole world, turned the whole world on its axis. Everything had sin, sin in our lives. And um, it looked like at that time, maybe to the people that there's never going to be a change. It's always going to be sin, 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 sin. But there's nothing good to come out of it. But then Jesus came. God came to earth in the form of a man born in a manger. Died on the cross for our sins. See, it wasn't over yet. It ain't over till it's over. We got uh, Jesus. He will come to us like that sometimes. He set us free from sin and gave us an opportunity to give our lives to for him. Live with eternity in him for, and forever in heaven. You see, because uh, even though we're going through everything on the earth in our lives and we have our daily trials, our victories, everything, the best is yet to come, guys. When all this is over and we get through all of life, the best is yet to come because God has prepared a place for us in heaven and we're going to spend eternity with him. And his glory will see for eternity. We will see people that we haven't seen. There'll be no more, no more sorrow, pain, death, anything, any, you still regret and you still let keep you down. See, some of the things in our lives, we, we won't never come out of them. We, we bury ourselves so deep that sometimes we just don't want to come out of there. And the things that torment you about your life, things that you've done in the past, you won't have those torments anymore. 
The best is yet to come. So, um, let God in your life. Have a daily plan when you get up and say, God, here I am for today. Things aren't looking good for me right now, but God, I know I can't give up on you. And God, I know your word says, in a way, son, daughter, it's not over, it's over. It's not finished till I say it's finished. I it was finished when they nailed me on the cross and I passed away. It was done. And his duty, what he came to earth for was over. He came to die for man's sin. Die for your sin, your sin, your sin, your sin. And he accomplished it. And things has never been the same for humanity since Jesus came. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Where are you at today? Do you need prayer for anything today? Are you in a place in your life where you just, like I've talked about, you've been struggling? You don't really know the way out. You haven't found a way out yet. Is the people in your life that you've been praying for for years to come out of sin and, and give life to Jesus, somebody that you love, you're a son, a daughter, a mom, and dad, a cousin, an uncle, an aunt? Is there anybody like that that you want to come forth and we will pray together for that to happen in your life? Is that- Guys, time is short here on the earth because you can ask to any minister, anybody that knows the Word of God that, He's coming back soon. We don't have much time left to evangelize people. We don't have much time left for the people that we really want to get saved in our life. You know, I went to the funeral home one time, a friend of mine. I walked up and looked at the casket, and what I saw changed my life. I could tell this man's seen hell before he died. This man did not go to heaven. But you know, the whole time, I never ministered to him. The whole time I was working with him, he was such a fun guy. It was always fun, 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 fun. And I forgot what about could change his life. And he was an alcoholic. I never gave him a reason to quit. I never prayed for him to quit. Because he was such fun to be around. We got people like that. Now's the time to bring them to God and get them saved because it ain't over till it's over, till they draw that last breath. You've got an opportunity to witness. You've got an opportunity to lead them to Christ. And the feeling and the blessing that you will get for that will be enormous, knowing that you just saved somebody that you love from going to hell. See, that's one reason why we need to really have a full picture in our mind and in the word, what hell is. It's a place you don't want anybody to go. Your best enemy, or your worst enemy, I mean, you don't, you don't go to hell once you realize that. And sometimes I think we, we need to preach that more in the pit is what hell really is and what we think it's going to be like. The blood of Jesus. I'm not afraid to talk about hell. I'm not afraid to talk about anything that God puts on my heart. I'll get up here and proclaim it boldly to you. 
I don't care what people think about me. I just care about what God thinks about me and doing everything that he tells me because if it's going to help you. It's going to help you in your life. So I'm not going to try to drag this out. Tracy, if you want to come, I'm sorry, honey. If you want to come, prayer today. And, um, I just want you to think about it. I want you to think about it ain't over till it's over. You know, that's a nice little catchphrase. That's something to remember. And I've heard it used in various, all kinds of different ways and topics or whatever. But this time I'm using it because it's about God. With God, it's never over till it's over. And you can always count on him. You can always trust him, have faith in him, have hope in him. You can always trust his word and know that his promises are yes and amen and that they're very true. So let's just don't give up on God. So guys, if you stand with me, we'll pray. And I urge anybody that needs prayer, wants prayer, to come forth. The Holy Spirit is moving today, and I just want to uh, just want you to be. So Father Lord, we thank you. I praise you for this word today, Father Lord. God, I thank you, Lord, for for choosing me, Father Lord God, to be a minister of your word, Lord. And uh, uh, God, I pray, Lord God, that the... Uh, everybody to listen to this will realize that it's not over till you say it's over God there's always hope there's always a chance there's always our faith Father Lord God we have to rely upon our faith Father Lord that, that we have Lord and and God in any, any circumstance Lord that comes across our life Father Lord no matter what it is Father God I love you and I praise you Lord and I give it to you we're going to worship a little bit now let the Lord have his way. So I feel like the Lord, ooh, it's still hot. Okay. I feel like the Lord is laying it on my heart as uh, Kevin was speaking there, and I, I just checked with him before coming up here, but... Um, I feel like we should come forward and pray as a church for those people on our hearts that need to get saved. That family member, that co-worker, whoever it is, that you're like, I. when you think about them, it makes you uncomfortable because you don't know where they are with the Lord or you know they're lost. And I just feel like the Lord is uh, laying that on my heart that we all come together as a, as a church and pray for those uh, stand in for those people that you know are not right with the Lord. Lord, we're coming before you and we're lifting up. We're standing in, Lord, and we're lifting up those souls around us, Lord, that don't know you. 
And Lord, it's heavy on our hearts. It weighs on us because we are afraid for their eternal destiny, Lord. Lord, we don't we don't necessarily know what to say. We don't know, do I push harder? Do I pull back? What do I do? What do I say? Lord, I pray that you would speak to our hearts. That you would speak to their hearts. Lord, that you would go before us with them. We don't necessarily know what seeds you've already planted there, Lord. But Lord, we pray for salvation, Lord. We pray for those family members, those friends, those co-workers, neighbors, classmates, whoever it is, for each of us, Lord. Maybe all of those, Lord, that are around us. There's so many around us that don't know you, Lord. Help us to share the gospel. And Lord, also remind us those times that we're not the only one around them necessarily. Lord, those other believers that we may not know they have contact with, ask you to stir those up too. Lord, we, we, we value these souls. We care too much to just gamble with it. We pray, Lord, that you do everything, everyone around them that you can speak through, that you do it, including us that you rally the body of Christ of these souls that we're standing in for, Lord. We pray for salvation. Give us the endurance that Kevin was preaching on to not give up. Know that you're faithful, Lord, and let it be that everything, either they're saved or they had every opportunity to be. That there was no shortcoming, Lord. Pray you rally us and rally every believer around them, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.